An introduction to the world of Eroth. The world is at peace. One thousand years ago, a great alliance of elves, men, and dwarves fought back and destroyed the undying Emperor. With his last breath, the Emperor vowed to return and cursed the dwarves responsible for his demise. Their peoples would wane and vanish, only to return if he did. With the Emperor destroyed, and much of his lands retaken, the world has known prosperity. Until recently. There have been stirrings of his old supporters. The unclaimed portions of his lands now are becoming more treacherous. Monsters and villains of all sorts have had an upswing in activity. And three visitors from another world have recently appeared. But enough of the melodrama. This is Ben's game. It started with three players who were brought here from the world of Tamriel. That's the Elder Scrolls games, for those of you not in the know. During the Oblivion Crisis by Eroth's local goddess, Jeterna. Of the original characters, only Arlo remains as player controlled. The group has fought off dragons and dwarven automata, and currently finds itself high in the north, near the site of the final battle with the Emperor. The local Jarl's daughter and niece of the High King has been kidnapped by a villain known as Malazan, and our heroes are cutting a swath of vengeance towards Malazan's stronghold in an attempt to rescue her. Eroth has a couple interesting tidbits surrounding it. It is a mostly illiterate society, because it's a little bit more historically accurate, although there is still magic. There is also a special material known as heart steel. It's a special mechanic that Ben developed. Heart steel is a magical sort of empathetic metal. It can be bonded to weapons or armor, um, and then it grows in power as it, as it experiences things tied to a player. We play Sundays, um, and we play story arc to story arc, uh, because and trade that off with other games. So right now we are playing a lot of Aeroth. Uh, the next game will be uh, Hunter, followed by Star Wars, but we'll get to introductions for those when we get to introductions to those. Our players. In a world that is still feeling the effects of the Undying Emperor, it is not a fun place for a Dampir to live. If his nature was ever found out by the general public, it would be a death sentence. Drake, though, has carved out his place as a paladin of Hedion, the god of death. Using his divine powers to rid the world of the accursed abominations that are the undead, Drake has teamed up with the other emperors of the Black Company. Given the assignment to crush the cult of the Undying Emperor, he tries to steer his comrades further on that mission. Drake is played by Billy Jensen. A goblin is not a common sight in polite society, let alone a goblin mage. Yet it is in this society that we find Fladnag the Goblin. Attempting to prove that goblins do not have to be killed on sight 
He travels with our heroes, the Black Company, in an attempt to show the world that heroism comes in all shapes and sizes. Flatnag the Goblin is played by Wookiee. The last sight some soldiers get to see is a hulking black suit of gleaming armor, hearing a ferocious roar and feeling the bite of a scythe. Those soldiers are the unlucky ones. The lucky ones have the good fortune of fighting alongside that monster of metal. Going by the name Leon Steelmane, this mercenary is known for his determination, appearance, and professionalism. Once he has taken a contract, he follows it completely, never wavering from his orders. Stories of him have begun to spread, some wondering if this thing is even a living creature or an animate suit of armor. No one living has seen Leon's face, or at least none speak of it. Leon is played by Neil Cordray. Hailing from the woods and the ancient elven kingdoms, Ida the Ranger is sure-footed and swift. Her bow lays enemies low sometimes before they're even aware of her presence. Tasked by her lord to ascertain the truth of rumors about the undying emperor's return, she has been brought into a world of adventure and danger. Ida is played by Lacey Crisp. Arlo the Bard isn't from around these parts. The token human of the party, he's still his own unique flavor. He was born on Tamriel and was living a somewhat boring life until the Oblivion Crisis hit. One of the people stuck at Gavach when the gates opened. He was intrepid enough to step through the portal with his two traveling companions. They all ended up in another world altogether. Determined to make his way in this world, Arlo now fights for survival. And to get some good stories as the leader of the Black Company. Arlo is played by Michael Crisp.